Welcome to Wander Mode, a podcast that wanders through topics such as entrepreneurship, traveling, and mamahood. As a teacher turned entrepreneur and a mama to one, I am sharing my tips and tricks to maintain harmony in a multifaceted life. Let's wander. Welcome back, Wanders. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Mom Boss in Wander Mode. I am your host, Julie Thomas, and I'm actually really excited because today I am going to tell you about how I am using my passion for design in my everyday entrepreneurship journey in the vacation rental industry. Last week, I chatted with Kate Schilling from Home Rework. In case you missed the episode, Home Rework is a small business that is turning spaces and homes into reflections of their owners. And as I was sitting there listening to Kate share her story, it sparked so many memories for me of how my love for design has also become a source of income for my family through vacation rentals. As far back as I can remember, like even specifically in high school, I dreamt of becoming an interior designer. And although teaching ultimately became the calling that I followed, that passion for design just never really faded. I see it play out in so many different aspects of my life. I see it in how I created the worksheets for my students. I could see it in how I designed my curriculum and even how I wanted my classroom to be organized. I especially saw it in the 15 years of marriage with Ben in which we have moved five times. Yes, you heard me right. We very clearly like to move, but every single time we moved, what was awesome is that I was able to transform each space to reflect a slightly different chapter of our lives. And it really fed that desire in me to design. When I think back to our very first house, that house was real rough. We had purchased it from a bank because it was in foreclosure. And in that house, I really leaned on having as many colors as possible. I kind of created this rainbow palette of colors that as you moved throughout the house, you saw a different color in every single room. It was insane now that I look back on it. But those loud colors on the wall very much mirrored the energy and passion and willingness to take on the world that a lot of us exude at that young age, right? The world was our oyster at the time, and we were dreaming real big. From there, we moved into a second home, and this house was a quaint little 850-square-foot cabin on a lake that's just outside of Minneapolis. And the cabin was adorable. It was just the right amount of space that we needed. And in that home, I really leaned on these light, airy gray tones with white trim and beachy decor. And as I reflect on it sitting here today, I think I was really trying to bring a calm and serene aspect to our lives. That was a real rough patch in our marriage that lasted several years. And I think I was trying to create this environment around us that would give us an escape from that inner turmoil that we were feeling. When we moved into the townhome, that was really a shift for us in going back to our values and reconnecting. And when I look at that space, 
It was covered in shelves with artifacts from our trips because we had gotten back into traveling. We had pictures up on the wall from all of our adventures, and we were really surrounded by what we valued. And that was this moment where our environment was an actual reflection of us reconnecting after those really rough years. Fast forward to today, and our house looks very similar to how our townhome did in that it has a lot of artifacts and art from our adventures together, but now it's coupled with things that my toddler needs. (laughs) And we have tables that are toddler height, and they're covered in crayons and coloring books and stuffed animals, and we have bins of toys, and we have a playroom. So our space today, again, reflects that now we are a little bit of a bigger family unit. We have a lot more going on, and we're sharing space with a three-year-old, which means we have to make some concessions in terms of what we're going to have space on the walls for that we love and things that she loves. Going back to that conversation with Kate, one of the biggest reasons that her story resonated with me is that she is using her passion for handiwork in order to design spaces that mirror the lives and values of her clients. That is something that they are lacking in their current space, and they work with Kate in order to reconnect to that space. And I cannot help but think how the spaces in which we live are these beautiful reflections of our lives. And what a gift when you are invited, because it's your job, to come into someone's space in order to improve on what they have going on currently. I get to do that now on a day-to-day basis with our rental properties. And it was something that I had never really made the connection of prior to talking with Kate, but all of a sudden it was this epiphany for me of like, oh my gosh, I'm using my love for design just like Kate did, and now I'm using it in a professional capacity because I am designing and curating spaces that our guests need at our rentals. So on a day-to-day basis, I am channeling the needs and desires of other people, people that are vacationing at our locations, and I am turning these projects, these houses, into additional income for my family. And I thought, I need to tell this story because I don't know that I've ever really gone in depth as to how we got into the vacation rental industry to begin with. If you go back to 2014, We traveled a lot to the West Yellowstone, Montana area. We loved going out there in order to snowmobile. And vacation rentals were really our thing. And at the time, there were not a lot of vacation rentals to be had. It is nowhere near what it is today. We had an absolutely disastrous experience one holiday with our families where we stayed in this rental that had frozen pipes because they had a hole in the bathroom wall. They had saggy, dingy furniture that didn't even allow all of us to sit in a space and enjoy time together. We had ceiling tiles missing, which then caused mouse poop to be on the kitchen counters. It was gross. And you're standing there thinking, how is somebody making money? from renting this? And how was I duped into spending my well-earned vacation time and my hard-earned money for this? 
right? How am I paying for this to be part of my experience out here in West Yellowstone? We thought we can do this better. We could actually give somebody a space that when they come and stay, they feel like, wow, this was part of my dream. So at the time I was a teacher, Ben was an IT consultant. We did not have a lot of extra money. We had enough money to pay our bills, to take some adventures together, but we were not great about saving at the time. And we knew that we needed to make a pivot and really start figuring out how we could adjust our budget to save some dollars. But furthermore, we had purchased our first home in the middle of the recession and our house had now appreciated as the market was continuing to improve. And so we had some equity there. We took out a home equity loan, used a little bit of money that we were able to save And we started working with a realtor to find a property that we could invest in. Enter Lone Pine Lodge. This was our ticket into the vacation rental industry. We barely won the bidding war that we found ourselves in for this cabin. It had been used as a vacation rental prior, but it was very evident that the owner was not involved or invested in improving that space for the benefit of the guests. It was tired and it was being run by a property management company at the time. So we took it over, we brought in a hot tub, we took out an interest-free credit card in order to fund purchasing furniture and appliances and upgrading the interior of the house, stocking the kitchen, doing all the things that we've done every single time we've purchased a property. We think about the fact that if we were visiting a location and we were staying in one of our homes, what would our expectation be and what would allow it to be part of our dream rather than just this roof over our heads as we were living out this adventure. And so we have this cabin and we list it on VRBO and we're kind of just keeping our fingers crossed that this is going to go well. And fortunately it does. The bookings start coming in. People start giving us all sorts of great feedback about how they love the spaces. They love the design. um, They love the well-stocked kitchens. And it honestly could not have been more rewarding to have put in all that time and energy into flipping that house into what it was. But also knowing that that financial risk that we were taking at the time was going to pay off. We started seeing increased bookings, repeat bookings, and our profit was growing. And that ultimately led us to being able to purchase a cabin just down the road called Pine Mountain Lodge. Now, this house had not been used as a rental prior, and it had a ton of structural issues. But after navigating a new roof and a new septic tank and replacing some of the flooring on the main level, we were able to really make it shine and sparkle as an option for potential vacationers to the area. And really, it's become a traveler favorite. It is so Montana with this barn design and this big, massive garage that you can use during snowmobiling season. It really is a gym. Now, on the management side, I'm not going to lie, that cabin is probably the home that has required the most energy and fixes on our end, but the guests love it. I was able at both of those cabins to really channel this Western cozy cowboy design. So plaids and leathers and warm brown tones and creating these spaces that made people feel like they were having this, you know, Western experience. It was really fun to bring in nature artwork and those different textures because it's so different from how I would normally design a space that I'm living in. In 2020, 
I had to, interestingly, really change my design skills again because we invested in Sedona, Arizona. And that was a very different vibe than the cowboy vibe that I was going for in Montana. Now I had to focus in on this zen, natural, warm tone vibe with colors that exuded the outdoors. When you go out to Sedona, the one thing that really strikes you is the red rocks surrounding that city. The red rocks are mesmerizing. And you have to bring that into a home and make people feel like they're in that desert environment without also feeling like they're out there with the javelinas and the dust and all the things that come with being in the desert. So that was really fun because I could bring in pictures of cacti or I could bring in very different prints into our blankets. There were aspects that I had to research in order to figure out how can I provide my guests with an experience that they're going to expect in a place like this. You also had to have some very functional things like the ability for people to get rid of all that red dirt that stains and things like that. So providing ample access to washing machines and detergent and whatnot in order to save our our bedding um, from the wear and tear of that red dirt was important. What I love about investing in West Yellowstone and Sedona is that I have been challenged by changing my design palettes in both of those locations. But every single time, like Kate, I am having to go back to what does the client want? It isn't about me. I am removing myself. I am removing my preferences from that. And I am saying to myself, what is it that I need to do to create a functional space for another person? When we went up to the North Shore of Minnesota, I was probably in what I would call my most natural design environment only because I live here and it's a space that I fully understand why people visit it and what people love. And in Minnesota, we own a condo that looks out over Lake Superior and it sleeps four people. And we were able to go with a Scandinavian design in that space, which is all about creating this inviting environment through blankets and pillows and artwork and quotes and things that really encourage you to slow down and be present. And that was really, really fun because I felt like I was designing for my people, right? I've been living here now for 18 years. And in all of those years, I've come to understand the love that people have for Minnesota, and I was able to bring that out in that space. In our second home that we own up on the North Shore, it's also on Lake Superior, so there's very cool lake aspects to it, and I know that a lot of people probably would have gone toward fishing decor or lake decor, but the challenge with that home is it is a geodesic dome, which means you do not have any straight walls. Um, That is a huge challenge as far as furniture design and layout goes. But furthermore, that geodesic dome didn't really lean toward fishing vibes or even a lake vibe for that matter. There's a real modern feel in that home. And so I had to figure out how do I make it warm and inviting and still kind of bring in some of those Scandinavian aspects to my decor, but also play up a little bit on that like geometric modern aspect. And that took me into golds and leathers and metals and things that I had never really pondered designing with before. And 
I was in love with trying to figure out that puzzle. All of these design challenges and all of this work and heart that I have poured into our spaces has really led me to sit this week with how grateful I am that I get to take this passion I have and turn it into dollars for my family. I was a teacher prior to this and I loved my job. I was incredibly passionate about teaching and my students and my coworkers and the admin that I was doing work for and the district. I have been fortunate in my life that I've been able to show up at a job most days that feeds or fuels a passion in me in some ways. Like I said, even in my curriculum or in worksheets that I was creating for kids, I saw those design components come out. Now, as an entrepreneur, I get to continue to step into a work environment every single day in which I feel passionate. And it's really making me believe that regardless of what it is that you are doing, even if your passion cannot turn into dollars for your family, it is a component of our lives that we should be spending time in. Because our passions are what give us energy. Our passions are what make us want to wake up every single day. And should every single passion that you have become a money-making venture for your family? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because a lot of times when you're combining passion and work, the work overrides the passion, right? But you can still hone in to the parts of what it is that you're doing on a day-to-day basis that are bringing out those passions? Is it in design? Is it in organization? Is it in teaching somebody how to do something? Is it in working with other people? If we shift our mindsets to focus more on the things feeding our passions, I just think in general, it's going to be easier to show up and be authentically you every single day. So I was on this walk yesterday with my bestie and we were talking about lots of different things and I didn't ask her permission to share this story. So I'm going to just give a broad overview, but there are a lot of hard aspects to the teaching job and she sees a lot of them on a day-to-day basis, just like I did when I was in teaching. And she said something that really hit me and it was, even though some of the days are really hard. I love showing up for my job every single day this year. I am so excited on a Sunday knowing that I'm going to see my kids tomorrow on Monday. And I think a lot of it is because as I listen to her talk about her mentality, she's showing up authentically herself, but focused on her passion, her why. Why is she there every single day? It's because of the kids. It's because of the relationships that she's building. And so because that's her lens with which she is viewing everything, she then sees reasons to continue to be passionate about teaching. She continues to see reasons for showing up every day and giving 100%. When we shift away from focusing on our passions we lose the ability to, I think, see some of the positive of how we're showing up. And so today, if you are showing up at your nine to five and there are aspects that are 100% bogging you down, that is normal. That is normal. That was me last week. Even though I'm so excited to be an entrepreneur, I had such a heavy weight on me last week, being frustrated with social media, being frustrated with a lack of progress with my to-do list. It's okay to feel that way. 
But if you're passionate at the core about what it is that you're doing, how can you adjust what it is that you're looking at and what it is that you're focusing on in order for that passion to continue to fuel you every single day? Get the negative thoughts, get the negative vibes, get anything that is standing in your way of feeling that out. And it's probably going to creep back in. It is. It is. But that's what I'm doing this week. I'm going back to not being so focused on social media this week. I'm going to do my posts. I'm going to do the things that I need to do. But I'm going to get back to the core of what I love about vacation rentals. And that's through design. And I can do that as I'm building this course because I'm getting back to teaching something that I'm passionate about. And I'm going to focus on that this week because I know that's going to fuel me to then do a lot of the things that are a struggle about the position that I'm finding myself in right now. I hope that you were able to take away some little nuggets. I love sharing a little bit of my story of how we ended up in vacation rentals. And I want to continue to share that story with others so that they can understand the power that when we do something that starts with passion first, it's going to create a ripple effect across the rest of your life. If you wandered to this point in the episode, thank you for listening to the Wander Mode podcast. Please leave a review and subscribe. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Wander Mode Co. Reach me by email at julie at wandermode.co. Until next time, wander on.